Okay. I go back. I'm I'm probably my biggest fan. I, I always go back and listen to all messages because, I mean, we, we, I mean, we all try to do our best. But, to, you know, the, the Bible's laid out so wonderful. I mean, just, just a quick, quick review of these. This is completely historic. It's completely historic. I mean, people, yeah, 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 it's not true. But, you know, when it comes down to it, there's evidence of a flood. I love that little chart back there, too. Because somebody's dead wrong. Jesus thinks the start of it was Adam and Eve. He said so. In the beginning, he made a male and female. Well, no, 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 no. This is evolution. (laughs) Well, Jesus didn't think so. And all the fellas that have tried to go back and say, well, there's no such thing, whatever they found it. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's interesting. We have books like from Plato and Socrates, and we only have five or six. You can go look it up. We only have five or six copies of that, and we just think, oh, my God. But you go back and you look at the manuscripts that we have for the Bible, not after the printing press. This is way beyond that. And there's over 20,000 documents of the book of, shall we say, the book of Mark and the book of John. So these things were real. And even when we found the Dead Sea Scrolls, that even confirmed it back in the 40s when they found that. They found the books of Isaiah and stuff like that. But anyway, we're all in a room full of people that believe. So back to this. This is all, your Bible, these guys are so smart. They put this in chronological order. Matter of fact, when you pick up from uh, Ruth here, you're at the tail end of Judges. When you pick up at the tail end of Joshua, you're at the beginning of Judges. And it's fantastic. Okay, but now we're going to look at um, the Lord helping us out, you know, where our bodies are concerned today. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, sometimes we just throw these things away. We just think, you know, well, thank God for doctors. Well, we didn't have medical science near as what we had as far as the excellence of it until just 50, 60, 70 years ago. Because it was just, we were trying to do the best we can, but we were throwing, you know, just try this, try that. But now we got it down to a science. So what's happened prior to that? I mean, what were we doing? Well, thank God we had the Lord's help. But even today, sometimes we can get so excited about, you know, well, I've already determined that the pain in my arm here, it's in the bone, so it's useless. Oh, really, it's useless. Oh, yeah, I mean, after all, I mean, history. Well, no, wait, we're going to look at history. So here we go. Genesis, as it disappeared right in front of us. Okay, in Genesis here, we're going to skip ahead all the way to Abraham. You know, it's kind of funny here. You've got Genesis, everything's great. Chapter 2, everything's great. Chapter 3, pew, went downhill fast, you know. Chapter 4, the first two sons. Oh, my goodness, one of them kills each other. Pew, going downhill fast. By the time you get to the sixth chapter, here comes a flood. Wow. Anyway, let's skip on down here to we finally get to stories about... um, Oh, Noah's great, great, great grandson is going to be Abraham. And then you take it off from there. It just comes right down to it. But now let's pick up a story here in chapter 20 here. And watch this. Now, Abraham moved south to the Negev and settled between Kadesh and Shear. You know, a couple places that never existed. They did exist. That's the reason we got the dates and the times. Okay. One day when visiting the city of Gerar, we'll just say Gunnersville. Okay. He declared that Sarah was his sister. Then King Abimelech sent for her and had her brought him and brought him to his to his palace. It's because she was a knockout, okay? And what's funny is if you go look, she was pushing 80. You know. And, and some people say, well, see, the Bible's off. It's all, no, no, no. The, the years were different. No, it said she was way past having kids. And they named their son Isaac, which meant what? Laughter. Ha <laughs> ha! You can't have kids. She laughed in her heart. Abraham laughed too. So these are just jokes to say that, you know, well, the dates and stuff were crazy, whatever. No, they weren't. Mm-mm. Matter of fact, when, uh, <clears throat> when uh, Joseph became vice Pharaoh in the book of Genesis, just mm, about 15 chapters later here, Pharaoh calls 
his daddy to come in, Jacob, when they finally got there. And he said, how old are you? Well, you don't ask those questions if we all still look like Josh here when we're 80. Uh, These people were pushing 80, pushing 100, and they look like it. But the wonderful thing is we've got the Lord's blessings. And then we have, remember we looked at last week when when the death of, of, of Moses, you know, right at the tail end of Deuteronomy. There it is. You know, the death of Moses, kind of great little funeral service. And he was 120 years old, and his eyesight was not dim, and he was strong as a young man. Praise the Lord. Why, he was just a lucky one. No, it's not. We got the details so we could say, Lord, I'm having a tough time with this. All right, arthritis, will you help me? And watch your own faith in the Lord help you with whatever's aching you. But anyway, here we are. So this king of Amalek said, hey, she's a knockout. At 80? She. Okay, but anyway, so he brought her to his palace. But that night, God came to him in a dream and said, you're a dead man for that woman you took is married. Of course, Abraham is such a saint. Listen, Abraham's just like us. He lied about it. He was scared these guys were going to kill him. So he said, hey, just tell them you're my sister. Well, she was. Abimelech hadn't slept with her yet. And so he said, Lord, will you slay an innocent man? He told me, she's my sister. And she herself said, yes, he's my brother. I hadn't the slightest intention of doing anything wrong. Yes, I know, the Lord replied. That's why I held you back from sinning against me. That's why I didn't let you touch her. Now, restore her to her husband, and he'll pray for you, for he's a prophet. Now, whoa, 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 wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. Something happened here, and something was going wrong. Yeah. He said, you're a dead man. So something was already going to hit him, whatever it was. But now God says, hey, you get a hold of Abraham and pray for him. He's a prophet, and you'll live. Now, wait a minute. What if we run into any trouble? Well, we're going to be all right, too. Remember the story about Naaman? Naaman was a leper. He was a Syrian, too. Remember, we're trying to keep the Syrians out of our nation, which is smart. But anyway. But again, and Jesus brought up this story in Luke chapter 4. He mentioned Naaman. So somebody's dead wrong if it's not right. Well, you know the story of Naaman. He had leprosy. But he had a little Israelite slave girl that worked for his wife. And apparently, the little Israelite slave girl... She knew enough about who our God is to say, you know what? I know you love your husband, and he's got that terrible skin disease, but if he would just go to Israel, the prophet over there would make him well. And you know what? Naaman believed it. So did uh, his wife. What do we believe today? Well, you never know what God's going to do. Well, why do we have those details? See, we throw out our prayer life most of the time because we think, well, you know, you know, he can't. And then Jesus said himself, all things are possible, you know. <clears throat> okay, uh, so here's what happened here. He's going to restore you. But if you don't return her, you're doomed. And death along with your, all, your household. The king rose up early in the morning, hastily called for a meeting of the, all the palace personnel, told them what happened. Great fear swept through the crowd. The king called for Abraham. What's this you've done, he said. What have I done that deserves this kind of treatment like this? And my kingdom guilty of this great sin. Who would suspect that you would do this to me? Whatever made you think of doing this vile deed? This is a living Bible. But anyway. Well, Abraham said, I figured this would be a godless place. And they'll want my wife and they'll kill me, I thought. And besides, she is my sister, at least half-sister. We both had the same father and mother. And when God uh, sent me traveling far from my childhood home, I said, have the kindness to mention when we come that you're my sister. King Abimelech. He took sheep, oxen, servants, both men and women, gave them to Abraham, and he returned Sarah, his wife, to him. Anyway, the king said, look over my kingdom. Choose the place where you want to live, the king told him. And he turned to Sarah, look, I've given your brother a thousand pieces of silver for damages for what I did to compensate any embarrassment. 
anyways, basically this thing's over with. Now notice this. Abraham prayed for him, asking him to cure the king and the queen and uh, the other women of his household so, uh, so that they could have children. Anyway, God took care of all that. Hmm. Hmm. Let's jump ahead. If we go to, uh, let's go to the book of Exodus just a moment. Exodus picks up right with the tail end of Genesis chapter 50 with Jacob. We're going to jump right on into Moses and the burning bush. Okay. One day he was tending the flock with his father, well, of his father-in-law, Jephro, the priest of Midian, at the edge of the desert, whatever, the other side of Arab. Okay, this angel of Jehovah appeared to him in a flame of fire. Okay, when Moses saw the, the flame was, uh, that the bush was on fire, it didn't burn up, he went over to investigate. And God said, Moses, Moses, who is it? And he says, let me speed down a little bit. He says, of course, this is the Lord. He says, and I've seen... Uh, Oh, he said, I've seen the sorrows of the people of Egypt and heard their pleas for freedom from their harsh taskmaster, taskmasters. I've come to deliver them from the Egyptians and to take them into a good land, a large... Now, it's like we know this story, but this story is still ours today. Hebrews chapter 3 and 4, two chapters saying, don't harden your hearts. It's the same thing. God's promised you this same rest. And do you realize when these guys got all the way to the promised land, you remember what happened? There were 12 spies. Two of them said, ah, we can take it. Ten of them said, no, no, God brought us out here to get killed. And we do the same thing. And we've got to stop that and go, no, 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 no. We have a whole book of Psalms, 150 of them. And all 150 of them say the same thing. You're going to be all right. Go right on in the promised land. Like the 23rd Psalm. David said, hey, goodness and mercy, they're going to follow me all the days of my life. Today is a day you should look for goodness and mercy. But we as good Americans... <laughs> Yeah, today's not such a good day. <laughs> Please. You know, where'd Jesus say that, you know? And it was outrageous for him to think he could walk across that Galilean river. I mean, Galilean lake. Like, oh, oh, please, Jesus, don't pull that off. I mean, Jesus, don't, not, you're tempting God. He never thought he was. We just don't need to worry about our day and all the difficulties that are even distracting you this morning from even hearing just simple stories like this because we got problems. We all have problems, whether they're financial or maybe they're health-related or they're people-related or whatever, and the fix is in for us. But anyway, here's what he says. He said, I've heard their sorrows. And he hears ours too, and he's not going to just let us sit there and go, well, you're stuck. Anyway, so let's skip on down here. Moses says, I'm not the, the, job, I'm not the person for that job. And God said, I'll certainly be with you, and this is proof that I'm the one sending you. When I've led the people out of Egypt, or when you've led them out, you're going to be right here at this mountain. Well, Abraham, I mean, excuse me, Moses is saying, well, I'm still not the guy. But now watch what he does. He says, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them that their father's God sent me, they'll say, which God are you talking about? Well, the sovereign God. I think the King James says, I am that I am. Okay. What's the reply? Just say, I am sent me. Tell them Jehovah, the God of your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has sent me to you. Okay. Call all the elders together and tell them about the burning bush. Okay. Tell them I'm going to, notice this, I promise to rescue them from their drudgery and humiliation they are undergoing and to take them to the land occupied by all these guys. Okay, a land flowing with milk and honey. Oh, anyway, let's speed ahead just a little bit. Oh, I want to get to this part right here. Look at this. So, I will give him all the pressure he needs, talk about Pharaoh. Now watch this. this a lot of people don't, don't understand this. It's because you've got to look at the details. It's kind of like, well, I don't know, I don't know what good the Lord is. Oh my goodness. Praise the Lord. Look at this. Are you, are you watching? He said, I will destroy Egypt with my miracles and then at last he'll let you go. 
and I will see that the Egyptians load you down with gifts when you leave, so that by no means you will go out empty-handed. Wow. Every woman, can you see that? Every woman will ask for jewels, silver, gold, and the finest clothes. See, sometimes even today we feel guilty when we have good things. Don't feel guilty. We already know the streets of gold. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. A prepare a place? Watch. Surely it's already there. It's, remember, eye has not seen nor ear heard the things that God's prepared for those that love him. He created this world. It wasn't an evolutionary just mishap. It's ridiculous. All kind of things you could look at. I don't want to get into this, but I mean, you know, we're losing the moon. If this place was billions of years old, the moon would have just wiped all of us out. It'd been rolling around the earth. You know, it's ridiculous. Saturn's rings are expanding. I mean, there's clocks out there ticking and they're all declaring, like the Bible says, the glory of God. But anyway, notice this. The finest of clothes from her Egyptian's master and neighbors, and you will clothe your sons and daughters with the best of Egypt. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Let's go take a look at this a little bit different. I want to go to the book of Psalms here in just a moment. Went flying right by it. Hang on. Psalm 105. Story about coming out of Egypt. Look what happened. This is interesting. Okay, Psalm 105. Excuse me. Close that. Here we go. Okay, so here we go. Notice it said here that they're coming out of Egypt. Okay, let's see. Then he killed the oldest child in each Egyptian home, their pride and joy. And he brought his people safely out of Egypt, uh, loaded them with silver and gold. Wow, so it did happen. Okay, then notice this. There were no sick or feeble folk among them then. Wow. What am I going to do with that? Well, I'm going to be jealous of it. One thing, like, praise the Lord. Well, let's go back. We're right here in Psalm 105. Let's go to Psalm 103. Uh, Let's switch this to the King James. We're familiar with this because a lot of times we probably sing this. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Oh, we can just almost check out right there because those are words that we put with the biggest choirs and whatever and whatever. Whoops, hang on a second. Do you notice when he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, he's talking to himself? Probably because he's a little depressed, you know. I mean, I'm the one that gets to see me when I'm happy and when I'm sad. I've put on a better face for other folks, but I mean, I know me. I'm like, oh, God, another day. And I got to deal with these people. Oh, gee. Wait a minute. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Why? And all that's within me. And I'm not going to forget his benefits. He didn't say, well, you should be feel like you're lucky. No, I don't have to feel like I'm lucky. Look at this. Forget not all his benefits. Now look at this. This is David. He killed Goliath, not me, you know. Okay. Who forgives all thy iniquities and heals all thy diseases. Two things we think just about are impossible. I've blown it now. God's not, he don't like me anymore, you know. <laughs> Please. He forgives you. Matter of fact, Jesus went into a big discourse one time, and he says, you can say whatever you want to about the Son of Man. All your sins will be forgiven. But then he brings up one thing. He says, but if you, <laughs> about the Holy Spirit, and basically the bottom line was, he was all, Jesus was right in their presence, and some people were going, well, he's not the Son of God. He's casting out devils because he works for the devil. Well, if you're never going to believe him, how could you ever be forgiven? But Jesus goes through a list there and he says, everything you could ever do, you'll always be forgiven. Unless you just say, I'm not the one. Like he told us in the book of John. If you don't believe that I'm the one, you're going to die in your sins. Boy, he said, I'm the way and the truth and the life. There's no other way. 
Yeah, but we got to be politically correct. We got to let the Muslims have their. I'm sorry, there's only one way. There's, all, there's always only been one way. But anyway, back to this. Let's switch this back to the Living Bible. So look what he says. Oh. Well, excuse me. There we go. Bless the holy name of God with all my heart. I will. Yes, I'll bless the Lord and not forget the glorious things. Look at this. He does for me. It's not that he did. He won't do them again. He does. He'll do this. Now, what is it? He forgives all my sins. Boy, we need to know that. That thing will kill you if you let it. He'll forgive you. Praise the Lord. First John 1 John, many places we could go here. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. But anyway, and notice this. He heals me. Boy, we just, we're just like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't. We always think he'll heal somebody else, but when it comes down to us, that splitting headache or that earache or whatever, that toothache, oh, uh, Lord, I don't know why you're doing this to me. He's not doing it to you. He's there to help you, praise the Lord. Anyway, forgives all my sin, heals me. Let's go back just a second to, I'll just real quickly, let's go back to this way. You know, we can find all these things ourselves. They're all right there in front of us. That's not fast enough. Let's go. Look at this. We would have found this real quick. Watch this one. He says, Lord, uh, don't punish me in the heat of your anger. See, sometimes we feel like, oh, no, he's mad at me. Well, let's look at the Psalms. David come out and said, no. (laughs) And we all deserve it. But he says, no, that's what mercy is about. Pity me. For I'm weak. You know, he wasn't singing this on the fiddle. Oh, oh. He was in trouble. The book of Psalms does not have anything but lyrics. There's no musical notation. Heal me. My body's sick. Yeah, let's see if he gets away with this one. And I'm upset and disturbed. My mind is filled with apprehension and with gloom. Oh, restore me soon. Yeah, wow. Come, oh Lord, make me well. I didn't even know this was in here. Well, I know. That's, a lot of times we, don't, we miss these things because I know we're busy. I'm busy too. It's amazing. Anyway, in your kindness, save me. For if I die, I cannot give you glory by praising you before my friends. Now, he's just negotiating. Well, yeah, that's okay. I'm wore out with pain. Every night my pillow is wet with tears. My eyes are growing old and dim because of grief, you know, because of my enemies. Now, we're already halfway through this psalm. Look at this. This is the end of it right there. Go, leave me now, you men of evil deeds, for the Lord has heard my weeping and my pleading. Oh, really? Yeah. He will restore, no, excuse me, he will answer my prayers. All my enemies will suddenly be dishonored. Oh, terror-stricken in disgrace. God will turn them back in shame. Praise the Lord. wonder if that works. Well, why don't we do it? Praise the Lord. Praise God. These things are in there just for us. Now, oh, Let me go back just a second to, oh, well, let's see. Let's do this. I had to click on the right thing here. Hang on. Let's watch Jesus show up on the scene here. Matthew, all righty. Chapter four. All right. Jesus goes out into temptation. All right, we got that. Let's see what happens when he gets out. All right, then Satan went away. The angels came and cared for him. When Jesus heard that John was arrested, he left Judea, returned home to Nazareth. Okay, he went to Gunnersville, went to Decatur. These are real places. Praise the Lord. Then he moved to Capernaum beside the Lake of Galilee, close to Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy. 
the land of this and that, you know, beside the lake, the countryside of Jordan River, the upper Galilee, where so many foreigners live. Okay, they're the people who sat in darkness. They have seen great light. They sat in the land of death, and the light broke through to them. Anyway, from then on, Jesus began to preach, turn from sin, turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. All right, he picks up Peter and James and John right here, and then notice what happens next. Jesus traveled through all of Galilee, teaching in the Jewish synagogues, everywhere, preaching the good news about the kingdom of heaven, and he healed every sickness and every disease. Wow. Reports of his miracles spread beyond the borders of Galilee so that sick folks were soon coming to be healed as far away as Syria. And whatever their illness and pain, you know, if they were possessed by demons or insane, paralyzed, he healed them all. Wow. Oh, my goodness. What if we could get some of that today? Absolutely, absolutely. Look at the 10th chapter here just a moment. In the 10th chapter, Jesus called his 12 disciples and he gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of sickness and disease. Now remember, compare that back with, uh, you go back here to um, the book of Psalms and uh, back down here at, um, at 103, look what David had said. What's he say he did? He forgives all my sins and he heals me. This is for you and I today. It's not a mistake. It's not a typo or anything. When you read the scriptures, you realize, praise the Lord. God's going to help me. All I got to do is just ask him. Now, look at this right here just a moment. <clears throat> if we come back over here. Whoops, excuse me. I'm still here in the Living Bible. Oh, Let's run over here to look at Matthew again. And this time we'll zip over here to chapter 15. Look at this little story right here. All right. A woman of Canaan. Now, she wasn't an Israelite either. She's like Naaman. Okay. <clears throat> Not even a Jew. Whatever. A woman of Canaan was living uh, there. It came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, King David's son. For my daughter has a demon within her, and it torments her constantly. But Jesus gave her no reply. Not even a word. He wouldn't even say anything to her. His disciples urged her to send her away. Tell her to get going, they said. She's bothering us and, you know, all this begging. Then she came, then, she, then, said, then he said to the woman, I was sent to help the Jews. No, wait, 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 let's just act like we were Jews at the moment. He did say he was sent to help. Wow. But he's also going to basically tell her, but not you. But guess what? When you hear a not you, even from the Lord, guess what? If you think about it, it is you, praise the Lord. Watch what she did. I was sent to the lost sheep of Israel, not the Gentiles. <clears throat> but she came and worshipped him and pled again, Sir, help me. Mm. Boy, she's pushing her luck here. No, she's not. It doesn't seem right to take the bread from the children and throw it to the dogs. Oh, look what she said. Yes. See, you don't, don't ask people any questions. Just read your own Bible. Don't ask if it's true or not. You read your own Bible. I mean, the Bible should mean something to you. Not because somebody else said, but because it means something to you. That's the reason they, you know, it's, it's almost difficult to figure out who the Lord is until you figure it out on your own. You know, we all want to tell people about the Lord, and we know that. And we convince them by our own lives and stuff like that. But, you know, it's ultimately about you. Don't ask anybody if I can pray for a new car. Just pray for a new car. Glory to God. Because I got news for you. The company around you will always say no. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. And the Bible's just screaming at it. It's saying, just ask. Praise the Lord. Anyway, she said, yes, it is. <laughs> Whoa, you're telling Jesus when he said no? She said, yes, it is. Because she knew. For even the puppies beneath the table or the dogs get the crumbs. Remember that? Eat the crumbs that fall. Woman? No, oh, she's in trouble now. Oh, no, she's not either. Look at this. 
Your faith is large. And your request, oh my goodness, it's granted. Gee, what am I going to do with that? Well, I'm going to do something with it, and I know you will too. Praise the Lord. Back up just a bit. This is so amazing. You can't read the book of Matthew. You can't read the book of Mark. You can't read the book of Luke or John without miracle, 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 miracle. And then John tops it off by saying, you know what? He says this in about the second to the last chapter. He says, you know what? All the books in the world could not contain the miracles that Jesus did. Well, I thought there was just a few. Well, that's because our mentality, we think sometimes, you know, he's not going to help us. Man, the books are going on, glory to God. The evidence that he's there helping you is right there before us. Anyway, notice this. Well, here's a leper. He comes up. Man, it would be bad, you know, skin problems or whatever. He says, you know, if you want to, you can heal me. Well, Jesus touched the man and said, I want to. But now watch this other story here coming up right behind this. He comes to Capernaum, a Roman army, army captain. Now, he wasn't a Jew either. Oh, brother. And he pled with him to come to his home and heal his servant boy. Now, Jesus is not Santa Claus. Now, whoa, hold on a minute. Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord. Psalm 37 says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires. It's not just one. We're not dealing with a genie here, three wishes and whatever. This is so much greater. Praise the Lord. Wow. Look what Jesus said. Yeah, I'll come and heal him. <laughs> Look what the officer said. Man, I'm not worthy. You should come into my home. A lot of people check out right there and they go, well, I'm not. Well, he, he knew that, but he still thought the Lord would still do it. Praise the Lord. Now, that's the kind of humbleness we can use. But it's really just, to me, it's irrever irreverent to the Lord to go, well, I mean, I know the Lord, but I just, you know, I just, it's just some financial help I need right now. I'll figure it out on my own, Lord. It's okay. Oh, my goodness. When the Bible tells us, and Moses wrote it down, and he says, it's God that gives you the power to get wealth so that he can establish his covenant. He wants to bless you. Bless your socks off for that matter. Anyway, he said, you don't have to come to my house. If you'll just stand here and say, be healed, my servant will get well. I know because I'm a man under authority. In other words, he's an officer, whatever. I say to this soldier, go and go and whatever. Uh, he said, I know you have authority to tell sickness to go, and it'll go. Now, let's see what Jesus responded. Turning to the what? The crowd. That's the reason we were told about it. To take note. I'll tell you this. He says, I haven't seen faith in all the land of Israel. Oh, no. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Oh, he's talking about me. Okay. I'll tell you this. Many Gentiles, he's talking about, they're still not talking about Jews. Oh, like this Roman officer, shall come from all over the world. And sit down in the kingdom of heaven. Remember, he told his disciples, when you heal people, tell them, you're right next to the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Anyway, and many an Israelite, <clears throat> for whom the kingdom was prepared, shall be cast out into outer darkness, into the place of weeping and torment. That's because there was a bunch of them going, well, you're not the one. You're not the one. Anyway, he gets back on focus here and says, he said to the Roman officer, go home. What you have believed has happened. Wow. And the boy was healed at that same hour. Then that was the end of the miracles. And he went on to talk about how we should treat one another nicely. Oh, wait a minute. Here's somebody with a fever. You ever had a fever? What's all this healing stuff? He went to, to his home, to Peter's house. Peter's mother-in-law was in bed with a high fever. When Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. She got up and prepared a meal. Now, I'm getting jealous. <laughs> wait a minute. Verse 16. At, in the evening, several demon-possessed were brought to the house. And notice this, and when he spoke a single word, all the demons fled, and all the sick were healed. Ah, that can't be so, Richard. That's just not so. Oh, yeah, it is so. Look at this. I want to skip real quick to 
that book called the book of Acts. Let's just go to the very tail end of it. All these same things took place. Now, Jesus is not even present in the book of Acts. It's just, it's just the disciples. If you go all the way to the last chapter, right after the shipwreck, they were on this island of Malta, okay? The people of the island were very kind to us. They built a fire. Paul gathered a, a bunch of sticks, and uh-oh, back teen ain't going to fix this. A viper got him. Well, win some, lose some. Well, Paul's not going to lose it here. Ah, or bug bites, whatever bites, wasp bites. I mean, we, in America, we, just, we have it all figured out. We need this. We need the anti-venom. Well, yeah, if you got it. But, man, if something goes haywire with our society, you know, are we doomed now? You know? And even yet, medical science can't do certain things. But, some, but we've just thought we don't have any help here. Well, we've got to just make sure. We don't, I want to push God. I do. I want to be like the woman saying, Lord, even the dogs get the crumbs. Man, my arm's been hurting me for a long time. He'll help you with your arm. Your back, whatever. Anyway, this silly snake got him. Oh, no. It was hanging on his arm. You know, a murderer, no doubt. Yeah. You might even think that about yourself. Well, I deserve this or whatever. Anyway, notice what happened. But anyway, people waited for him to swell and suddenly fall down. But when he waited a long time, no harm came to him. They changed their mind and said, well, he's a god. <laughs> Jeez. Paul straightened them out. Anyway, near the shore where they landed was an estate belonging to the governor of the island, which is so cool. There was 207 of them that just had shipwrecked, and we're going to stop in just a second. They shipwrecked, and immediately they're already at the five-star hotel. Now, come on. Who's involved here? The Lord's involved. The Bible says the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter. But sometimes we just think, man, this is going to get worse and worse and worse. No, it's not. Notice what happened here. I mean, we still didn't get to ask this fellow if he knows Jesus. Man, it's hard to think about Jesus when you're hurting. Let Jesus help you with your pains, and then I'm telling you what, you'll become a better person. But man, if you're hurting, you need help. Now, whatever level of problem it is. Notice this. This guy invited them in, you know, for three days. They stayed there and fed us. Wow. It happened that, anyway, we'll call him Pete. Pete's father was ill with a fever in the century, whatever that is. The King James says a bloody flux, whatever that is, it was bleeding, okay? Paul went in. Now, where did it say the Lord said it was okay for him to do this? Are you kidding? We think Paul is, the, he, he wrote most of the New Testament. He wrote most of it. All we got to do is act like him, praise the Lord. But I'm just saying, you know, hey, <clears throat> okay. Paul went in, prayed for him, and laying his hands on him, cured him. Well, that was just a one-time deal. Well, it would be, except for the next verse. Then all the other sick people in the island came and were cured. I didn't read that. Yeah, you did, praise the Lord. And it's not us, it's the Lord. And he'll help. He'll help. He'll help. Praise the Lord. He's there to help us all the time. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> well, one last place. Let's look at this and we'll close. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Go back over here to Mark's gospel. Just a second. Mark chapter 9. Look at this. Mark chapter 9. Let me close it out of the way. Oops, not that. Here we go. Pardon me. Well, not 10. Hang on a second. Oh, wrong book. Hang on. Give me a second. Get to click in here. Get things straightened out. All right, here we go. Luke 9. He called his 12 together. We've, just, we've saw this already. This is a repeat of what he said in, in Matthew. All right, he gave the 12. Hey, great. 
and do what? Okay, sit and heal the sick. Great. Okay. All right. Now, look at the 10th chapter. Now he chose, uh-oh, now we're getting out of hand here. 70? Well, yeah, we need more people, praise the Lord. He said to do the same thing. He sent them out of pairs ahead of time. Uh, what do you tell them to do? When you, ever into a, when you enter a home, give it your blessing, okay? All that great stuff. Glory to God. And then notice what he says here. If a town welcomes you, follow these two rules. Rules? What rules? Well, thank the Lord he said eat. Praise the Lord. We're fixing to go eat lunch in a minute anyway. Verse 2, I mean the next one. Heal the sick, and as you heal them, tell them the kingdom of God is very near you. Wow. Wow. Go back to Matthew one more, one more time. One more thing over here in Matthew I want to show you. This same story, 10th chapter. And when he says heal the sick, notice this. See, sometimes we think, when he's, here's the same thing. He says, heal the sick, raise the dead, cure the lepers, cast out demons, freely you receive. Excuse me. Give as freely as you receive. Sometimes we think, you know, well, he'll help somebody else, but he won't help me. Yeah, he will, because you freely receive too. He will help you. Praise the Lord. So back to this one little quick close thing right here. <clears throat> Let's go back to what David said. So I want to use <clears throat> Psalm 43. Look at this. He says right here, let me close that out of the way, excuse me, here we go. Hear my prayer. In other words, like, if I ever need any time to you to help me, it's now. Answer my plea because you're faithful to your promises. Okay. And notice this. Don't bring me to trial. Well, you can't tell the Lord that. Well, the woman that had the demon-possessed daughter, she, she seemed to think he could. For as compared with you, no one's perfect. And then he went right to the trouble. He said, look, I am in trouble, and we don't have time right now to deal with how I'm messing up right now. Nobody's perfect, you know. And he went right to it. He said, my enemies are, have chased me. They've caught me. They've knocked me to the ground. They've forced me to live in darkness like those in the grave. I'm losing all hope. I'm paralyzed with fear. I remember the glorious miracles you did for me in the past. In other words, you'll do them again. And he will. I reach out to you. I thirst for you as a parched and uh, land, uh, excuse me, as a parched land thirst for rain. Come quickly, answer me, for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me or I'm going to die. Wow. What would happen if we started using that prayer? Well, yeah, that's what it's there for. Let me see your kindness to me in the morning, for I'm trusting you. Show me where to walk, for my prayer is sincere. Save me from my enemies. Lord, I run to you to hide me. Help me to do your will, for you're my God. Lead me in the good path for your spirit's good. Lord, look at this. What a bargaining point. And there's nothing wrong with that. You told your mama that. Look, I promise I'll be good. Look, just, just, just let me buy this toy. I mean, let me have it. Look, I, you know, saving me will bring glory to your name. Well, yeah, it would. Bring me out of all this trouble because you're true to my promises and because you are loving and kind to me. Cut off all my enemies and all those who are trying to hurt me because I'm your servant. Father, we just thank you for your help today. Lord, if, even if it's, if it's some problem, pain, maybe our eyes are starting to get blurry or whatever it is, Lord, rescue us, no matter what it is. Or if it's something major, we've been told that, uh-oh, we might have cancer or any kind of problem. Whatever. Lord, take care of that. Help us. You said you would. Praise the Lord. All the Israelites brought out of Egypt, there was not one sick one among them. How'd you do that, Lord? But do it again for us. Lord, we just thank you if it's not... If it's not sickness or something bothering us like that it's just financial we're struggling that way well lord you'll take care of that you brought them all out with silver and gold dress them with the finest glory to god and if it's not money and it's not you know being well in our bodies but oh we got these other issues that we're dealing with we're worried about them lord take care of those praise god and that didn't leave anything left but for us to leave a trail of all your miracles at what you're doing for us for us in jesus name we pray amen
Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Where's my candle blowers at? You going to blow my candles out for me? All right, it's a race. Evelyn, you're not going to do one? Oh, you're going to do the ones at the back. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs>